kind of slighter. So. At this point in the seerah of the Prophet وسلم, we get to the point when he arrives, he finally arrives to Medina. Imagine the feeling of relief, imagine the feeling of peace and contentment, the excitement that comes with finally arriving to this new location where he's welcomed, where his community of believing Muslims where they're welcomed as well with open arms. Imagine the, the, the relief and the state that you would be in after several years of very difficult persecution in Mecca. And we know a number of those stories, we covered some of them, but even then there are, there are many more than that. And they finally arrived to Medina, the Prophet himself والسلام, along with Abu Bakr عن, they arrived to Medina. So this, this, is, this is a huge deal, of course, for the Prophet as an individual and for the community of Muslims as a whole. And the Prophet, he arrives now as the head of state. In Mecca, he was, he was suffering and, and his community was suffering. He was persecuted. They had a lot of, a lot of major challenges. But then now he's arriving to this place where they wanted him. They wanted him. Prior to this, he was looking. He was trying to talk to different tribes. He went to Ta'if for a reason, so they could, so they could, he wanted to see if they would welcome him and his community, because Mecca was no longer a safe space for them after Abu Talib passed away, so they needed to find an alternative. He tries Ta'if, we know how horribly that goes. He also tries to communicate with different tribes when they would come to Mecca for their version of Hajj, basically, for their version of pilgrimage. He would try to ask different tribes if they'd be willing to, to, to accept the Prophet and the Muslims basically going to, to where they were, but that didn't go well. But you notice the Prophet's always doing his best, he's always putting his best foot forward, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then things work out with the people of Medina, so, so he ends up migrating, they end up migrating from, from Mecca to Medina. And th so think of how much momentum ties in with this, with this instance. When he gets to Medina, and th this really reflects who our Prophet is, when he gets to Medina, he addresses the people and he says if, he mentions four action items. He mentions, because he already knows that by that point, a lot of people probably heard different things about Islam. Some people had already converted, right? Especially some of the, the key leaders and, and, and key people within Medina, they had accepted Islam. But there were still other people who had probably heard different things. Is this person like this or like that? They had heard different things, both good and unfortunately probably bad as well. So it was kind of a mixed bag. So now they get to hear from this person firsthand for the first time, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet gets there and he addresses the people, the people of the city. And he tells them, he addresses them, Ayyuhan Nas, salam, spread peace. And feed food, feed people. Wasil al-Arham, maintain family ties, and to pray at night, Wasalu bil-layli wa and to pray at night when people are sleeping, Tadhulul Jannah to be salam, and you will enter paradise in peace, you will enter paradise peacefully. And that that's that was basically the 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 gist of the message of the Prophet when he arrives to Medina. He gives a very short, concise reminder, a very concise speech. Think of your av your average address if somebody becomes prime minister, they become president. 
How long do they talk? What do they say? What do they focus on? That's fine. But notice what the Prophet is focusing on, specifically Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Peace, feed people, take care of people's basic needs, maintain your family ties. People had probably heard you know, one rumor or another that, you know, Islam separates the father from the son and, you know, the parent from the child. So what is he addressing with his own mouth from the beginning? That's not my message. My message is to maintain family ties. That's the norm. That's the default. That, that's, that's part of what I actually teach and preach. Not whatever you may have heard. This is what I'm actually saying with my own tongue, firsthand, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and to pray at night when people are sleeping and you will enter paradise in peace. What's beautiful about this, we know this hadith from who? Abdullah bin Salam, who was, who was a very important rabbi in Medina. We know there were different Jewish tribes in Medina. He was a very important uh, uh, figure, a, a very important religious figure for the Jews in Medina, for the Jewish people in Medina. And he mentions this to us later on. And notice something. The first thing he says before he even gets to this hadith that he heard from the Prophet as soon as he arrived in Medina, what does he say before that? And th this really just this is a snippet that shows us who our prophet who our prophet is, but it really shows us who our prophet is. He he would say later, as soon as he arrived in Medina, as soon as he arrived in Medina, I knew and I saw his face. I knew that he did not have the face of a liar. And then he mentions the prophet said, Oh people do A, B, C, and D, and you'll enter, you'll enter paradise in peace. From the beginning, he's impacted from seeing the face of the Prophet It impacted him. He recognized him as Just like Prophet Yusuf, he enters jail. There were those two other people who entered jail with him. They came to him. Please help us out with interpreting our dreams with this situation. We see you as a good person. In your face, we recognize you as a good person. This is the, the core of his message You also notice something Social, social, social And then spiritual Spread peace What kind of a human being are you? Are you a peaceful person? Do you call to peace with your words and your actions? To, to spread peace And to feed people If people are struggling to survive You don't go and lecture them You don't go and talk to them about theology You don't tell them theology you show them theology and you feed them. A hungry stomach doesn't care about theoretical, philosophical issues. I'm hungry, are you going to feed me or not? And if you do feed them, in addition to that, you don't tie it with the message. All you're doing is feeding them because they're hungry. That is your message. You do a good deed because it's a good deed. For the sake of Allah Azza wa That's your intention. You hope Allah accepts it and you try to do good when you can where you can. In addition to this opening address of the Prophet aside from that, what, do, what does he do? He drafts the famous constitution of Medina, basically giving people equal rights, giving them religious rights. People should treat others how they want to be treated. That, that's the thesis of it. That's, that's the gist of it. In addition to that, what does the Prophet do? He connects the Muhajirin with the Ansar. He establishes a brotherhood. And it wasn't, it wasn't a phony brotherhood. It wasn't just words and talk and, and you know, this shiny idea. The Ansar were willing to give half of what they had to the Muhajirin. They were, so think, we should think to ourselves now, are we willing to give half of what we have now for the sake of Allah? Imagine the Prophet asks you, are you willing to give half of what you have now for the sake of Allah? Most of the time the answer would be no. 
But this shows us why the Ansar were the Ansar and later the Prophet would say if humankind went in one direction and the Ansar went in another, I would go with the Ansar. They lived their deen, they lived their faith, they lived their love for Allah and His Messenger He establishes that brotherhood. One Ansar, one host and one guest. And they truly genuinely love them for the sake of Allah and they help them so much to the point Allah testifies to this in Surah Al-Hash. They preferred them so much to themselves even if it caused themselves hardship, difficulty and pain. This is what you call living your deen sincerely for the sake of Allah. This is what you call being affected by living in the presence and the city of the Prophet And the last thing that I'll mention, what was the first project? What was the main project the Prophet focused on as soon as he arrives in Medina? Establishing the masjid. Sometimes we think of the masjid as quote-unquote only the masjid. A masjid is never only a masjid. This was the priority of the Prophet in Medina. Going to Medina wasn't just to have human rights, which is without question extremely important, but also religious rights. Now they could establish a masjid. They couldn't do that in Mecca. They couldn't do that. But now that they could, this was priority one. This was priority one for the believing community. This was the pro Before he even imagined someone you know, they move somewhere for work, for school. They look at work and school and this and that for them, their kids and how are the doctors and the dentists and this and this and this. And then maybe like 10th on their list, is there a masjid somewhere in the area? The Prophet is teaching us the masjid is number one. That is priority number one. Other things are important, yes. But the Prophet established a masjid before he even had his own official home, sallallahu alayhi wa and there's a lot that we can derive from all of these different things. We ask Allah to guide us and forgive us. We ask Allah to make this a reminder of benefit for all of us. We ask Allah to make us from among those who hear a reminder and take the best from it. May Allah make us from among them.